Welcome back to the FPL Draft Hub podcast. In this episode, we're looking ahead to game week six. Welcome back to the FPL Draft Hub podcast, a podcast dedicated to the official FPL Draft game. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another roundup of waiver options, hidden gems, ones to dump and some sell high buy low targets ahead of game week six. Again, it didn't feel like there were too many surprises in the results in game week five. The main standouts were Man City being held 0-0 at home to Southampton, although plenty will have gotten those clean sheet points from their defence. And the other was Brentford going to Wolves and beating them 2-0 to ruin a good number of Wolves clean sheets out there. There was a good mix to the big point scorers this week with Cash, Thiago Silva and Saar leading the way with 15 points each. Salah continued his dominant start to the season is now averaging a tidy 10 points per week or other big hitters on draft day like Kane, KDB and Sterling have still yet to find any form, meaning their managers are most likely playing catch-up. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include Solomon Rondon, Jesse Lingard and Adamola Lookman, as well as many more, so let's get into it. So let's start off with an update on the fixture barometer, starting with the hot list. And at the top, I've got Arsenal, who host Spurs, uh, and then have Brentford, Palace and Villa. I've also got Everton on there, who play Norwich at home next. Uh, Tricky game away to United, and then West Ham and Watford. Leicester face Burnley, Palace, Man U and Brentford. And Wolves continue their nice run with Southampton, Newcastle, Villa and Leeds. Although after the result against Brentford, that run is starting to look a little bit more tricky. On the colder end, I've got Aston Villa who have United, Spurs, Wolves and Arsenal in the next four. Brentford now have Liverpool, West Ham, Chelsea and Leicester, which will be tricky for them. Uh, And Norwich, I mean any game at the moment looks tricky for Norwich, but they go away to Everton, away to Burnley then have Brentford at home, which is a must win game for them before going away to Stamford Bridge. So on to the main picks then, and I'm going to start things off with uh, big man Solomon Rondon for Everton. And we have now reached peak Rafa Benitez with Rondon getting his first start in the league. I thought we'd seen the last of Rondon in the Premier League, but here he is looking like the lean mean hold up machine we know and love. It's hard not to like the bloke who is so unapologetic about his game and yet balances that with more than enough finishing ability to win a handful of games each season. The last time we saw him in the Premier League uh, at Newcastle on loan from West Brom, he scored 11 and assisted 8, which is very decent from a striker that started that season undrafted in the majority of leagues. He won't come close to that this year for the pure fact he probably won't get half as much game time. But for this week in particular, with Norwich at home, he could be a great one to bring in. With Richarlison likely to be out for a few more weeks beyond that and DCL definitely out this week. Um, there's a good chance he sees some minutes over the next few game weeks too and even after DCL comes back could still be brought on as a as a late support role um, when Everton are chasing the game or could just be a, a straight or could just be a straight or could just be a straight swap for him uh, if DCL needs a rest. His ownership is modest even in the largest leagues and for leagues with 10 or less teams uh, his ownership would rank him as a hidden gem. Definitely one to consider for a much-needed points injection. Next is Ramsdale for Arsenal. I mentioned him on last week's podcast too and convinced uh, a few listeners out there 
to trade him out for Leno ahead of game week five. And his ownership is slowly starting to reflect the new reality that he is Arsenal's number one. Another clean sheet and relatively stress-free defensive performance from Arsenal. Uh, We'll see them in pretty good spirits going into the North London derby in which Tottenham look pretty ripe for a good hiding. On that note, I've picked out last week's match winner for Arsenal, uh, Odegaard. I think, you know, that wall was slightly suspect for the free kick, but it was still a good hit. And the take-home message is that he's likely to stay on those set pieces moving forward, even beyond the next game, which can be a bit of a lottery. Arsenal have a great run of fixtures and he looks set to be a regular player, which shouldn't be discounted. On the other side of that game was Ben Mee for Burnley, really reliable defender, and I could have highlighted any of the Burnley defence, although Tarkovsky's ownership is fairly high across the board. Tricky game away to Leicester next, followed by a very nice home fixture against Norwich in game week seven. And if you want to take advantage of that fixture, you may need to move this week. Next is Jesse Lingard of Man United. He's an interesting option. It's very hard to know what to make of him. At least I'm not too sure what to make of him. In larger leagues, he's a no-brainer. Seems you know to only need 10 or 15 minutes to get on and score at the moment. In more modestly sized leagues, how much of an option is he going to be moving forward? Could he possibly play his way into a starting role, which means potentially displacing the likes of Greenwood, Sancho or Rashford when he's back? As I record this, he's uh, starting Man United's Carabao Cup game, so a start at the weekend seems less likely again, but the longer he continues performing, he becomes harder and harder to ignore. Personally, I wouldn't be interested at this stage, but the point at which he gets a start will probably be too late to move. So if you feel there's any mileage there and have a decent playing bench, uh, then go for it. Next is Adamola Lookman for Leicester, uh, another player with fairly modest ownership throughout all leagues. Uh, even in 16 team leagues, he's owned in just over a third in uh, 35% of leagues. And I think it's only a matter of time before he starts in the Premier League. If he gets into that team and starts becoming productive, he could post some big scores. And I definitely do not think it's too early to move for him in the waivers. He is another one that's playing in the Carabao Cup game in midweek. Um, but for someone like him, I don't necessarily see that as a barrier to him starting. And if anything, could just be more Um, time for him to show he's worth a start in the league. Rewind to last year and the hottest name on many FPL managers lips was Tarek Lamptey for Brighton. He's now back from injury, had a spot on the bench at the weekend and then followed that up on Wednesday with his first start against Swansea. Now we all saw a glimpse last year of what he could do um, you know before that season was cut short. He's not somebody I would be rushing to get at this point as I personally put a lot of weight into injury records but once he's fully up to speed he's a sure starter in the Premier League and will definitely end up in someone's team uh, before long. Next is uh, Godfrey for Everton. As per Solomon Rondon a home game against Norwich is very tough to ignore. If any of the Everton assets um, are free they're, they're worth a punt this week. Godfrey wasn't in the team initially but has emerged back again in the last couple of games. So it's one of the more likely ones you'll find in the waiver pile. Similarly, a player like uh, Abdoulaye Decore could be a tidy pickup. He covers every blade of grass and always seems to pop up with a shot at some point during the match. Uh, He already has pretty good output numbers this season by his standards though, so probably won't be there uh, in the waiver pile for the majority of listeners. Finally, I wanted to discuss the Crystal Palace defence. 
they've had some pretty difficult fixtures to contend with already this season and there are some clear signs of progress under Vieira. They've kept two clean sheets already and you expect them to only get better from here as they build confidence together. And if you're struggling for decent options in your waiver pile this week, I bet there will be a Palace defender or two sitting in there. Uh, the likes of Mitchell, Guehi, Kiyate and Ward all look set to carry on barring uh, any injuries um, and you could do a lot worse. Into the hidden gems section then. So these are all players who broadly have less than 10% ownership in averagely sized leagues. So naturally in some of the bigger leagues, they will have much higher ownership. But anyway, the first one to highlight is Cornet for Burnley. Fairly minuscule ownership, which only gets as high as 20% for 16 team leagues. Uh, we got our first glimpse of him in claret and blue against Arsenal when he ended up with a half chance to score as the ball fell kindly to him on the edge of the box. It was always clear he was going to be deployed as a winger for Burnley and even on limited evidence he's surely better than what they have currently. Not the worst fixture run for Burnley coming up if you ignore the trip to the uh, empty ad, sorry, um, Etihad in game week eight uh, and could be their main source of source while McNeil has started the season quite lacklustre. Next is Nathan Aki. Um, now City have two tough fixtures against Chelsea and Liverpool, both away coming up, but we have confirmation that Stones and Laporte are out for at least two weeks, which means Aki is fairly safe from uh, Pet Roulette for the next couple of games. Obviously not great fixtures on paper, but there is absolutely no reason why City couldn't keep a clean sheet or two in those games. Uh, and a goal from the likes of Aki or Diaz could uh, easily be a feature in those games. I managed to pick Aki up in my main league last minute on free agency when I heard that Laporte was definitely out and I've got a bit of a decision to make this week whether or not I do hang on to him through those tough fixtures uh, or drop him for somebody else. Next is Romero for Spurs and I don't really know what's going on at Spurs at the moment. I don't think Nuno has done much wrong. It's more that individuals have, have looked off it. Romero is certainly a regular starter in waiting as the season moves on uh, and could be one to get now if you're in larger leagues where starters come at a premium. Um, in a similar kind of vein to Romero, but moving uh, across North London to Arsenal, Gabriel is an Arsenal defender who, when fit, will, will definitely start and Arsenal have much kinder fixtures than Spurs coming up. Uh, new signing Tomiyasu is in the same boat and I think with everyone fit, the back four should consistently be Tomiyasu, uh, Ben White, Gabriel and Tierney for the foreseeable future. I think uh, I talked about Livermento on last week's pod as somebody being touted um, to end up as an out-of-position player for FPL, which means he's he's obviously classed as one position, which is a defender, but could end up playing elsewhere. So the rumour is he could be moved further forward, uh, therefore increasing his odds of an attacking return with the upside that he gets defender bonuses. So definitely one to keep an eye on. Um, but moving uh, this week with home game against Wolves isn't the worst move you can make anyway. So if you did want to pull the trigger as a bit of a uh, as a bit of a risky one with a pretty pretty low downside and pretty high upside, definitely one to consider. Finally, Josh King, and surely it's only a matter of time before Josh King scores. He's Premier League quality with a proven track record and has some decent creative players around him. Watford face Newcastle at home this week, which is pretty similar to Norwich at home. So what better chance uh, than to do it there? On to the most hidden gem 
So this is a new section I introduced last week, which is looking at a player with less than 10% ownership in 16 team leagues. Now, from next week, I might have to adjust this to less than 20% ownership because I was scrolling through the list for a good while trying to come up with someone uh, to highlight this week. And, you know, there's really very limited options there. Last week's pick didn't get off to the best start. Um, You know, Sirialta, who I mentioned, was benched, but... The zero points he got was actually an improvement on the minus one he got the week before. But anyway, my player to highlight this week is Adam Lalana for Brighton, who's picked up in just 8% of 16-team draft leagues. Um, I was quite surprised to see that Lalana has started the last four games for Brighton. Um, he seems to have gone under the radar, for, for me at least, yet to record a goal involvement, and that's probably to do with his positioning, which has seen him used as more of a deep-lying central midfielder. But this is also something that's um, been fairly consistent with his performances over the last few years now, which shows he's definitely way past his best from a goal-scoring point of view. That said, if you are really um, scraping the barrel, the worst he's probably going to do for you on Saturday is get you two points for playing, which can go a long way in a 16-team league. And if he does score two points... Well, compared to the zero that I touted last week, we are slowly getting better. So a few names on the get rid list this week. The first one is Alexander Lacazette. Does not look like being a Premier League starter, barring an injury to Aubameyang. And you'd be better off bringing in someone that will at least get you a couple of points off your bench. Next is uh, Leno for all the reasons above regarding Ramsdale. Uh, Daka is still quite highly owned and I've mentioned him before on this list. He doesn't look anywhere near the Premier League 11 at the moment. Uh, and finally Lindelof, which is probably just a bit of a, uh, a lag of people slowly waking up to the fact that he is definitely not starting for Man United anymore in the Premier League. Um, with everyone being fit, it's definitely Maguire and Varane. On to the trade valuations, my main sell high uh, player this week is Kovacic. If you happen to own him, if anyone's showing any interest, um, I would happily let him go because I don't think this kind of attacking output is sustainable. Uh, And my buy low target in the same team is uh, Ben Chilwell. Probably a fair few Chilwell owners will be offloading this week. I don't blame them. Uh, But if you did have the space to hold him on your bench for a few weeks, at least uh, until after the next international break, you could wake up to a gem. Though I think probably from uh, my perspective, touting Chilwell as a buy low target is reflective of my pre-season bias towards him, which was that I think he was going to be an absolute world beater, collecting all the clean sheets and getting loads of attacking returns. Um, you know, and I still have some um, expectation that uh, he will go on to to reclaim Alonso's spot. But as it stands, Alonso is just playing far too well. So. Yeah, I'll let you make your own minds up. So that's it for this episode. Uh, A reminder that the waiver deadline is on Friday morning. So it's 11am BST ahead of the opening game, which is the small matter of Chelsea against Manchester City on Saturday lunchtime. No Friday night football until after the international break. So the next deadline will be on Friday morning too. Remember, there will always be points to find in the waiver pile, but there's nothing wrong with keeping your team the same if you can't find any good ways to improve it. 
If you enjoyed this podcast or have been enjoying the podcast, then please make sure that you follow on whichever platform you listen to them on. Naturally, being uh, draft FPL, none of us are too keen on sharing any resources that we have for fear of uh, strengthening our fellow league managers. But if any of you uh, exist on social media without many of your other draft colleagues, then I would also really, really appreciate you um, sharing the podcast, retweeting any of the tweets you see promoting it um, because it really helps us grow. Likewise, uh, if you wouldn't mind giving a follow at FPL Draft Hub Pod on Twitter, this is also the best way to uh, get hold of me if you've got any questions or need any advice on anything. Um, and that's been really good to see that kind of avenue grow this season. So just I, f- I feel like every week more and more people are reaching out and messaging me, which is great. Um, everyone's got some really nice kind words to say about the podcast. And it's always nice to uh, get into the nitty gritty of other people's draft teams and uh, try and talk some things through. Finally, the other thing is to steer you towards fbldrafthub.com, which is uh, getting better and better every week. And for those who have already seen it, fantastic. And I hope you continue to get good use out of it. And for those who haven't yet logged in, it's absolutely free to do so. And you'll be able to see uh, dozens and dozens of metrics on there for your own team, as well as just generally around the draft universe that you won't be able to find anywhere else. So best of luck ahead of game week six make sure to keep an eye on the fallout from the Carabao Cup games um, just to make sure you're not missing any injuries for for players that you're potentially wavering uh, in or out this week and of course if if a regular Premier League starter gets injured you can obviously bear in mind who might be coming in to replace them there could be some good value there so keep an eye on that on Thursday uh, as the press conferences start to roll in But as always, stay shook.